Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy, Stand Out, Be Heard and Influence. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and podcast strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. My guest today says it's not too late. And guess what? You are never too old. <laughs> Joining me on today's show is Pat Monsieur. Now, Pat, she is a coach, she is a speaker, an author, a TV host, and she is on a mission to help professional women build an online business in the health and wellness industry to create residual income, all while improving their own health and reclaiming their energy. Now, on today's show, Pat's going to share the number one habit of successful entrepreneurs. She's also going to help us understand the four major barriers to reaching our goals, as well as what she calls the five daily non-negotiables mm-hmm. to creating an ideal life. So welcome to the show, Pat. Such a pleasure and such a privilege. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. We are calling in from other ends of the world. You're from beautiful, well, Canada, but whereabouts are you based? Western Canada, near the Rocky yeah. Mountains. Beautiful. And I follow you across on social media. And if you're not following Pat, um, go ahead and do that because you take the beautiful images of just the countryside. And Canada is one of my uh, wish lists, go to wish lists. Uh, oh, likewise. <laughs> so we need to do that together. Do a swap. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So we we caught up after many, many years being connected and haven't spoken to one another. We said we really need to get you on the podcast, mm. particularly because now we find ourselves in a situation where many of us, I mean, we said you were a speaker and you had a very successful, still got a successful business, but it looks a bit different. And I know many people are going through um, the stage at the moment questioning, you know, when will things return to normal? What will normal look like? And what can I do now to ensure that if something similar happens, that we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket, but we certainly can ride any kind of shifts and things that happen in the marketplace. So I said, no one better than for you to come on because you've got such a positive attitude, one of resilience, and I know you're going to share lots of um, great, great tips. What's the one habit of successful entrepreneurs we need to know? This is absolutely the best thing I ever implemented in my career, honestly. The number one habit of successful entrepreneurs is the first thing in the morning, When you get to your desk, now I know these days it's a little different because people are not commuting and going to businesses necessarily. I commute down the hallway because I have a home office. The number one habit is when you get to your desk, you focus on your business first. No email, no social media, no distractions. You get in, you get down to business on your business. And that means to focus on revenue generating activities for your business, Mm -hmm. because you know, as well, here's what happens. People will pick up their phone first thing before they're even at their desk. And before you know it, you're sucked into social media, you're sucked into email, which is somebody else's agenda, by the way. And you get so caught up. And by the time you look up, 
the day is almost over and you have done nothing for your business. Yeah, so true. Um, just saying hello, a shout out here to Lyndon Samuel. I know that if he were on the call today, I'm sure he would agree with you because he's certainly someone who's very focused on business generating activities. Something yeah. that I often find is that when we don't do that, you've said we can go down the hole of social media and we can completely get distracted. And I think that's so true because in business, things happen. We may have emails from our team, something's not working. And if we don't get the right things in order, and then I, I heard an analogy, and I'm sure we all know this, about focusing on the big rocks first. Then you can look at the pebbles and then you can look at the sand. And whilst things need to get addressed, unless you focus on those very important things, the other things, they will take care of themselves, but you've got to put those in structure. What are some things that you do to ensure that you create an environment that will allow you to do that? Obviously, don't turn on your phone or don't have your your apps open. But nope. I think creating an environment, even in your office, to make sure that it is clean the day before, these seem very simple things. But I know that if I don't have these in place, and probably you too, Pat, it distracts you from being your best and focusing on what you need to focus on. Would you agree? Totally and absolutely. At the end of the day, and I'm coming to the end of my day, although I have another call in an hour, at the end of my day, I make sure that my desk is cleaned. So I have files in my drawer and I've got a, a stand on my desk and I make sure everything is filed away. It's cleaned off. And I live, I'm known as the index card queen. So I always have index cards always. And so I will stop and write down three things that I must focus on first thing in the morning to generate revenue. And I make sure that my desk is cleared off. I always have fresh flowers on my desk. I have a bright light. And there's another thing I have here that I've been sharing with people. I got this at church a few weeks ago because the minister was talking about screen life and with devices and computers. And he was talking about the need for, this was before COVID, he was talking about the need for us to come back as a family unit or a couple's unit or what have you and to put the devices aside. And he handed this sticker out to everybody. Can you see that? Yeah. Be present. Now, I don't have a family. I live alone. So there's no issue for me using having my phone out while I'm eating meals or anything. However, when I'm on Zoom calls these days or when I'm on podcasts, I have this in front of me so that I am totally present with you my host mm -hmm. so that's it's easy peasy and becomes a habit it's a success habit clean yes. off your desk clear the clutter make your list be present when you come back in in the next morning and i have this funny other little quirk my habit is i stop and i smell the flowers mm. i do i don't take them for granted that they're just sitting there i am very present Mm. at my desk first thing in the morning and yeah. that's what works for me you know what um you, you, you remind me of as um as as you're sharing that and the fact that we mentioned that you're living in such a beautiful country mm. when i started taking more photographs around the surrounding areas even just with my iphone i found that i became far more present with yes. the, and recognizing the beauty around us and a flower or something nice on your desk can completely change your focus, can't it? And outlook. And your energy. 
Yes. It will change your energy. And that's what it's all about in your office. That's what mm -hmm. you were saying. What's the energy in your office? And so when you do stop and acknowledge and count your blessings, that's the start of my day. My day is ending. So I'll be doing my list and I will be raising the blind because I have the most beautiful sunset outside of my that. office window. <laughs> so if you do follow me on social media. I have sunset envy sometimes, Pat, when I, I see you. <laughs> it's so it's so beautiful. And mm -hmm. I make time to stop every day because this is the time of day where I can just sit here and take it in. And I just take it in. And then I do my gratitude and I leave and I close the door. It's a home office. I close the door. I'm done. I'm out mm -hmm. of here. I'm not on on um, email or any kind of thing like on the phone in the evening. I rest, mm. I recharge and refresh. Yeah, so very important. Mm. I know that you're going to share some things, I'm sure, around uh, the four major barriers to reaching yes. your goals. You spoke already about revenue generating activities. So maybe this will cross over into some of the things you want to share with us in this point. But I know for every business, it's going to be a little bit different to the structure and the model of their business. Mm. But I think sometimes we tend tend to be very focused, but they're on the wrong activities. So just share with us some of the insights that perhaps you've seen your clients focus on the, they think, well, this is revenue generating, but it actually isn't. And it could be hiding an area that we know that we need <laughs> to do, but it's something that makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. So speak a bit more about that. How do we hone in on what's those important revenue generating activities? Versus the busy work. Yes. So, oh, I've been, what did you do all day? Oh, I was so busy. But what <laughs> yes, did so you busy. do? <laughs> what you accomplish? Listen, you know as well as I do, being in business means you're in business to make money and to make a profit. That's what business is all about, making money and making a profit. So my revenue generating activities would look something like this. The first thing I do as a speaker, and I love professional speaking, and I'm still looking to build that business going forward in the many months ahead. So what I will do is reach out to some of the organizations where I've spoken before, and I'll ask either for a return opportunity to keynote the conference, or many organizations will not bring the same speaker back, in which case I'll say, who do you know? Who do you know in the industry, in the event planning industry, that would benefit, whose audience would benefit from my message? Would you do a warm introduction for me? So that's my number one. The second stream of business I have is coaching. So I coach women entrepreneurs to grow their business, attract ideal clients, create the life that they want and deserve, make the money they deserve. So to build my coaching business, I do similar. I reach out to previous coaching clients first, and I'll say, right now I'm doing that saying, how has the COVID virus affected your business? What's happening? What can I do to support you? And if there's anything I can do, because I'm doing a lot of life coaching now versus mm. business coaching, because people are stressed for many different reasons. So I'll reach out to previous coaching clients to ask either how are they doing and or for referrals. I'll reach out to current clients and talk about an extension on their contract to make sure that we're not just coming to an abrupt end at the end of April or May or what have you. So let's talk about the next six months. What will that look like? And get the confirmation on contract renewals. I will write thank you notes. Sit down and write. I write five thank you notes a day to, to people, whether they're clients, former clients, speaking again, anybody with whom I've had a financial transaction. So I'll write thank you notes or I'll write thank you notes to colleagues who have given me referrals 
that's another piece of it. Another revenue generating one is that every morning I have what I call my power hour, the revenue generating hour. And I have a system set up where I reach out to five individuals with whom I might be connected on social media, but I haven't really had regular interaction. So I'll start the communication process and get into dialogue with them. So those are some because all of those have the potential of bringing me business. I'm not working on my newsletter. I'm not revamping my website. I, I'm not filing invoices. I will send invoices <laughs> if they're due, but it all needs to be focused on bringing in the money, bringing in the money. Yeah, and I love the way that you um, have laid those out because if we just start implementing just even a few of those, but do it consistently, Every consistently, day. you're consistently reaching out building connections, building relationships, following up, which we know is just so very important. And as you say, those are the things that you do first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I know to be true too, and I'm sure you, you would agree, and maybe this is the reason why you do that, when we batch activities like that, and these are your revenue generating, we are far more productive and efficient because you're not flitting around and doing lots of different things and change. And I think there's neuroscience that actually have proved, have proven that when you do this, like-minded activities, batching them, mm -hmm. you're far more efficient so and yeah. that leaves you to do other things during the day if you need to for sure but this, this list of three things at the end of every day which hits me in the and i make sure they're always bright this is a bright orange actually i make sure they're always bright and they hit me in the face first thing in the morning yeah. and so this is me getting down to work yes mm -hmm. i have other things i mean i block i work in four-week segments the first three weeks of the month this was before COVID, okay, because right now these are unusual times. But the first three weeks of the month, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, are my coaching days. After my revenue generating activity, I do not start any calls with clients until 9.30, my time. So that's one part of it. Monday and Friday are always, always, always revenue generating business development days. Days, not an hour, days. The last week of the month, I've always structured it where it is focused on me. So that would be professional development, going to conferences, listening to podcasts. And for productivity purposes, that is typically where I would have dental appointments, doctor appointments, hair appointments, so that I'm, I've got it all blocked. So everything is very strategic every month. Yes, yes. Just to, let's just speak a little bit into what situation we now find ourselves in, because yes. I'm sure that some of the things that you mentioned about following up and connecting, we have got uh, a lot more time now, <laughs> some of us, to be able to do that, establish and, and lay the groundwork now that we know will continue to develop. So when things turn around mm -hmm. and they will um, down the track, we've got these momentum or the, yeah. got this momentum that we've been building. So how does that look like and what can someone start to do to do that more purposefully and intentionally? Well, that's a fun part of what I have been coaching on these days because I have heard many people who are feeling paralyzed by a lack of routine, a lack of ritual, or, or perhaps paralyzed in fear and just don't know where to start or what to do. So I've been doing a series of Facebook Lives and I keep it very simple. I keep a simple life. I do not like anything complicated. So I've been saying to people, look, focus on one thing. So last week I said, focus on one thing. 
get out of bed, get showered, make your bed. That's another habit of successful entrepreneurs. Get out of bed and make the bed. Get showered, get dressed and get in and show up for work. Mm-hmm. get in a work headspace. I see all kinds of comments about, oh, you get to work in your pajamas and, and you might be looking good on top and not on the bottom. It's like, yeah, no, you know what? You're in business. Show up for business. So keep it simple. Get up, get showered, make your bed and get ready for work. Now at the other end of the day as well, have a routine. Like I said, I'm not on the devices at night. Mm-hmm. I meditate twice a day. I typically will read, I read a fair bit and more now these days. I keep my bedtime routine. I'm in bed by 10. I'm asleep by 10.05 because I meditate just before I go to bed. And then I'm up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. I keep the same routine. Mm. There's no major change there. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because you are reinforcing solid habits and behaviors that you know are going to, to drive you forward. Yeah. And um, I love that. So, so, so good. What are some of these barriers? You say there's four major barriers to reaching your goals. What are they, Pat? There are four. And let me qualify these comments by saying that for a period of 10 years, I had the good fortune and the benefit of working with and coaching with Lou Tice and the Pacific Institute out of Seattle, Washington. The Pacific Institute is an internationally well-known education organization focused on cognitive psychological principles. So that's critical thinking skills or in today's language, mindset. So I have been trained by the best of the best research psychologists around mindset. So what I learned in those 10 years with them which has continued to impact my life and influence my life and my daily habits, I learned from the research psychologists that, first of all, we as human beings have unlimited potential. Unlimited. It has not been measured. You can just keep on going and growing. What they identified as the four major habits, four major barriers, when you said, listen, let me also say, this is only relevant if you're the kind of person who sets goals. Mm. For those people who are happy with status quo, this is not for you. Yeah. I now, think people who are listening to this podcast, Pat, we are here. I've got my pen. Oh, <laughs> look at you. We are, we are goal, goal okay. setters and action takers. So for the goal setters, the minute you set a goal, what happens in your mind is this. Four major barriers will start to happen. The first major barrier is habits. And we spoke a bit about that already. And we can certainly see what's happening with many people in this situation of isolation right now. That's why I say I maintain my daily habit. My granddaughter asked me the other day, she said, Granny Pat, what are you doing all day now that you're not out speaking on stages and you're not traveling? She says, what are you doing? Are you bored? (laughs) I said, well, thank you for the question. No, I'm not bored. I'm up. I'm Adam. I'm working. I work typically from 8.30 to about 5.30, 6 o'clock every day, including Saturdays these days, because of the interest in the health and wellness coaching that I'm doing. And so habits is one thing. Now, your habits aren't good or bad, right or wrong. They only are in relation to the goal that you set. So, for example, I was talking to one gal last week and she said, okay, I set the goal during this period of isolation. I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. So what are the steps you're taking? She said, well, I don't think that the fact that I'm having nachos and beer every Friday night is helping. (laughs) I said, you're right. So you either change the goal or you change your attitude, right? So those are habits. You need to look at your habits right now based on your goals and see if they're moving you towards your goal or away from your goal, period. Mm -hmm. 
The second major barrier is your attitude. And I will tell you, a lot of the women I coach, and I'm sure you've had experience with this, women entrepreneurs seem to have an attitude about making a lot of money. And a lot of this comes from our conditioning, our upbringing, the people around us, where we live, what have you. So again, the attitude is simply the direction in which you lean towards your goals. So where and when you've set a lofty goal, let's say around revenue generation, and I'm on a mission to make a ton of money. I want to make a ton of money because right now I coach and mentor women entrepreneurs in Zimbabwe. It's on me to pay for the flight all the way across the world to Africa to get there. It's on me to write a check for what they need to support their business. I need to make money to be able to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of women have an attitude. So what I say to you is you either change your goal or you change your attitude. You have the power to do both. You make the choice. But attitude is the second major barrier. The third one, and this is the biggie. This one will make or break your dreams, your teams, your family, your business. That third major barrier is beliefs. You either believe you can do it or you don't. And our beliefs are created by the way we talk to ourselves. I'm often asked that question, where do our beliefs come from? It comes from our self-talk. It comes from our conditioning. It comes from the people around us who tell us their truth. And you can either buy into it or not. So the technique for changing core beliefs. And listen, I grew up in a French, Canadian, Catholic, military family. Wow. Yeah. Talk about some barriers. <clears throat> My father, bless his heart. I mean, our parents did the best they could with what they had. My father believed that the only option for the girls in the family, and there were five of us and two boys, was that you either get married and keep creating little people. Or you go to the convent and wear black and white the rest of your life. And that's all he knew. And so I grew up that way. And certainly there were no entrepreneurs in our family. So when I decided neither choice was for me, I knew there had to be other options. And so I needed to create a different circle around me. I needed to stretch my comfort zone and go and find out where were these entrepreneurs, where are the millionaires who think, act, spend and do differently because my core beliefs based on where, how I grew up could hold me back. So your self-talk is the number one key to success in changing your belief. You change the way you talk to yourself. You change the way you accept what people tell you and you change your performance. You change your outcome. So it's easy to change beliefs, but you've got to hold on to your goals. And the fourth major barrier is your expectation. You know, when people set out in business and they expect to fail, they will. Mm. They expect to succeed, they will. You get up in the morning, you expect to have a bad day, you will. Because we have the power and we know how. So you've got to change your expectation of what's possible for your life, for your business, for your health, for your family. You change your expectation, you change your outcome, you change your performance, you create the life you want. Those are the four major barriers. Now, let me add quickly three that I've observed and discovered in working with entrepreneurs. Ego, emotion, and control. All entrepreneurs are control freaks. That's why we're unemployable. <laughs> Women entrepreneurs will make decisions based on emotion and not on business. Big mistake. And that's a big part of my coaching. And ego. 
Oh, I, I can do it better. Why should I hire an assistant? I can do it twice as fast. I know what I'm doing. You got to put your ego aside, look at the goal, hold the vision and bring in people that will support you that are smarter than you and so on. So yeah. those are the seven barriers. Fantastic. And I meditate says good coaching there, Pat. It was. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> And Mansoor is here too. Hi. Brilliant. Let me tell you, Anne-Marie, the one thing I learned from my business coach mm. that changed everything for me, and again, I have it on an index card right in front of me here, is the decision I am about to make based on business or based on emotion. That changed everything for me when it came to what clients I'm going to work with, what fee I'm charging, what team members I'm hiring, what team members I'm firing changed everything. As you were speaking and, and sharing that and, and this uh, last comment that you mentioned too, I think sometimes as business owners, we may, uh, and, and talking around, you know, the topic of failure and that often we don't want to fail. And so what we'll often do is, well, if something starts to feel a little bit off and, oh, we, we don't want to fail. So what we do is we quickly shift and we distract ourselves. But had we looked at, well, what's not working well? What can I change? What is working well? I want to keep doing. Mm -hmm. We find we continue to grow and then our beliefs can kind of change. Well, hang on a minute, I am doing this, so I know I can do that, and it just expands. And I found, as you're sharing that, I could see over the course of my life and career and business that that tended to be something that I, you know, start a new project because I love creating new things. But when things got a little bit tough, oh, let's just shift focus and go the other way. Thankfully, um, I recognised that uh, that not so good habit and was able to change that, which was uh, fantastic. Yes, we've got lots of uh, comments there as well. Thank you. Keep them coming because I know Pat will be able to to uh, to engage with that, and we love that you're. I'm an open book. The conversation. <laughs> Ask me anything. I'm an open book. And here's the other thing I learned. I don't know what I don't know. A number of years ago, when I walked out of my 22 year marriage, I walked. I left everything behind. I moved across the country. I started all over at age 57. 57 people. Wow. So it's never too late. And yeah. I took that business. The reason I succeeded was because I knew that I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I hired a million-dollar coach to coach me. I knew my stuff. I know my stuff, but I didn't know how to market myself. Yes. And so I hired the million-dollar coach, and I said to her, look, she was 40 years old in New York. I said, look, I'm 57 years old, girlfriend, and I'm on my own. I have abandoned everything. I need you to teach me what you know, hold my feet to the fire, keep me accountable, and keep me moving forward. And I grew that business so fast, so fast, because I stretched my comfort zone. I took the risks, but I hired a coach. Mm. And even now, I have three coaches. Mm-hmm. I will always, always, always work with a coach and I will always, always, always be open to learning. Yes, absolutely. Now, I Meditate actually asks a really good question. She said, how do you know if you are making a, a decision based on emotion or versus rational that it is a, a good business decision? Emotion with women, it always comes up. So is your heart pounding fast? Are you hesitant? Well, let me use an example. I had a, a big team when I was on the East Coast. And as my business grew very quickly and my coach said, okay, you need to hire a virtual assistant for admin. Okay, now you need to hire a virtual assistant for the techie part. Now you need an online business manager, la, la, la. And so I grew the team. Now, what happened is as you grow your business, who got you there, who got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. And what got you here won't get you there. 
And what started to happen, I will admit, I am a really great leader when it comes to having a virtual team. So my social media gal was in Lithuania. My techie gal was in California. My online business manager was in Pennsylvania. And I had a personal assistant. As my business grew, things shifted. And we were very close. I hosted a live event, three-day event in Toronto every year for entrepreneurs. I flew them all in and we just, we, they always came to my room after the, the long day event. We were very close. My mm. social media gal was with me for mm, seven years, the Lithuania gal. And we had team meetings after every time I went and met with my coach, we came back. I shared everything about the business that was relevant for them to know. And they knew, they knew that change was coming. And so I had one-on-one -on -one meetings with them all at one point in time. And the social media gal, she got on the um, Skype call with me and she started crying. And I said, why are you crying? She said, because you're letting me go, aren't you? Mm. And I said, yes, I am. And he says, no surprise, because I filled you in on my business. Now, here's the thing to whoever asked that question. I love that gal. I loved her. I mm. cared about her. It could easily have gone the emotional way when I saw the tears. That would have been an emotional decision to say, well, you know what? No, stay. You stay. Because I'm feeling bad. That's an emotional decision, and we all know that. But many women will not cut the cord because of business. Now, we're still connected mm -hmm. because I handled it in a business way. She knew it was not personal. It was business. That's an example. I hope that helps. If you need more yeah. clarification, just put it in the chat. Yeah. No, that's fine. One of the other uh, questions, I think this is going to be really valuable for everyone who's listening and watching and even the recording. What do you do? What are some parameters that you have uh, in place to support you in making the right decision about finding the right coach? So if someone's thinking, well, I want to get a, a, a coach to support me, what are some things that they need to ask to ensure that they find the right coach? The first thing is you need to know what you want. I knew with that first coach that I needed marketing assistance because I knew my stuff, but I didn't know how to get it out there. And it was obvious in the first few months I wasn't getting the business because I didn't know how to market myself. So figure out what you want, because let me give you an example. I have three streams of revenue in my business, professional speaking, business coaching, and health and wellness. So I have a business coach. I have a speaking coach coach and I have a health and wellness coach because mm -hmm. I know in those three streams of business first of all two very active and one residual online business mm -hmm. so you always want to have a side gig my friends especially in these times it's the side gig that's keeping me going right now mm -hmm. so I knew as a professional speaker I've been speaking for 30 years but I knew that I wanted to get on the bigger stages to leverage my message, leverage my time, leverage my impact. I needed a high-level speaking coach to get me there. So know what you want, then you do the research. Go around, check around. High-level speakers do not necessarily make the best high-level coaches. High-level coaches who have never been on a stage in their life and have never taken their speaking fee from $2,000 a keynote to 10,000 don't have a clue what's involved with that. Mm -hmm. So do your research on getting the right type of coach in that instance. Thirdly, go check some testimonials. So typically you'll find some on the website. Mm -hmm. Failing that, 
have a conversation with that coach and ask them, I'd like three solid testimonials. Now, of course, they're all going to be good. They're not going to give you the names of people who, who think you're a crapshoot, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're going to be good. But then when you have that conversation with a person giving you a testimony, link it in with your goals. So you would be asking somebody, if you started your business, let's say you were a startup and you want to get to six figures, what was it that that coach helped you do and where did they support you to get to that? Mm. What was the process? What was the system? What was the accountability? And so on. So learn to ask the questions as well. And then make a decision. And just make a decision. And if need be, make the decision right mm. if you've made a mistake. But women entrepreneurs especially need to learn to make a freaking decision. Yeah. That's what I've been coaching on for years. It's like, just make a decision. Yeah. But And... Every entrepreneur should have a coach. Yeah. Every entrepreneur should have a coach. Otherwise, you are just going to stay stuck and you're not mm -hmm. going to grow. You're not going to make a difference. You're not going to become your best self. That's why I will always have a coach. Always. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I love that you've shared that. And I know it's going to be helpful um, for other people because, and one of the things that I heard, and I often will see this happen. This is a, a lesson that I learned. You identify what is it that I want support on yes. and then go and find someone who's, you know, able to support you in that area rather than getting a coach who's all things to all all things kind of thing because they're not they're just they're not. not and i love the way that you know you've got the three income streams mm -hmm. and each has its own coach which is great because a lot of people don't do that what they do is they go by what other people are telling them well you don't know what their business is you don't know what their business model is and it could be quite different so i love uh, the the strategies mm -hmm. now i know that we promised and we've already gone over half an hour so i'm very thankful that you're spending this extra time with us oh, today Pat. we promised to share the five daily non-negotiables to creating an ideal life you've already shared a lot of value but what would you say these five daily non-negotiables well here's one thing i have learned listen i'm 68 years old and i have learned one thing for sure without your health you have nothing mm -hmm. nothing and i also know for sure that to grow a business to reach your goals takes a lot of energy this is not for the faint of heart this is not easy or everybody would be doing it so as i have seen over the last few years many of my friends dealing with cancer diabetes, obesity, dying even, I have recognized that health must be my first priority. So my five daily non-negotiables, no matter what, no matter where, first is exercise. So when I hop out of bed in the morning, the first thing I do, my workout clothes are right there. There's no excuse. And I'm in an apartment building now. The gym downstairs is closed. The, the gym outside of the building is closed. No excuses. There are a lot of free programs on YouTube and, and all kinds of places. I also use the hallways and the stairwell to get my cardio. No excuses. Mm -hmm. Exercise. Nutrition. You've got to feed your body proper food. The food these days is really dense. There, there's a lot of crappy food out there. And in these days, I'm finding many people are putting on weight because they're eating out of boredom. They're eating emotionally. They're eating out of stress. And they're putting on the pounds, which means they're not getting up and getting dressed in proper clothing. They're wearing yoga pants and loose-fitting clothes. Don't go there. Don't mm -hmm. go there. Mm -hmm. So exercise, nutrition, 
Third one, hydration. I'm always, always, oh, I drink six of these a day. Wow. No excuses. No wow. excuses. And the fourth one is sleep. That's why I go to bed at 10. <clears throat> There's no TV in my bedroom. There's no electronics in my bedroom. It is dark. It is cool. It is comfortable. And I go to sleep. And I stop eating and drinking by 7 p.m. every night so that when I do get to bed, I, I don't have any heartburn or any other stuff going on. And then the last one is meditation slash gratitude. So I meditate twice a day. There's a lot of free apps. One of the best is called Headspace. The other one that I use these days, Oprah and Deepak have a free meditation series out right now that is so relevant for these times. And I use it. I'll just give you the name of it because you can go to the site and get it. I listen to this every night before I go to bed. And Deepak Chopra puts me to sleep anyway, so it's perfect. <laughs> it's just true. It's called Hope in Uncertain Times. It's a beautiful meditation series. And I end my day by writing down five things for which I'm grateful. There's always something for which mm -hmm. to be grateful. And Anne-Marie, you will be going on the list tonight because <laughs> I'm so grateful for this. So let me summarize. Exercise, nutrition, hydration, sleep, and meditation slash gratitude non-negotiable yeah love that love that and uh, i meditate has said thank you for the opportunity to ask and great show yes pat has uh, certainly um not disappointed mind you i i always have the privilege and honor and pleasure to interview great great guests such as you yourself, do pat. thank you so very much for coming on the show i know people are waiting for you to share how can they connect with you what are some of the ways your website all of that to leave them with so that they can go and uh, continue connecting and, and learning more from you. Well, thank you. My last name is a bit of a challenge. So the website is hirepat.com. <laughs> it's easier to remember, right? Mm. Hirepat.com. I'm on okay. Facebook. I'm on all social media. So yeah. just look somewhere. I'm there. Whether you find my public page, my personal page, it's always all great content anyway. And yeah. thirdly, what I would offer to your listeners and your your followers and your fans is to reach out to me if it's through Facebook or uh, email pat at patmichu.com. And I'm offering complimentary coaching calls, lifestyle coaching calls on how to help, help people right now get a grip on their current situation. Whether I'm doing coaching on menu planning to business plan, like it's all over the map because quite honestly, I do have it together. I have strong mindset skills. I'm on top of this. I'm in action and I am ready for when this world opens up. <laughs> you will burst forward. You are darn right, I'll burst forward. And in the meantime, I want to help as many professionals as I can to learn some of these skills and techniques because they work. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show, Pat. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's been here. Yes, it's been great to see the comments. And those of you who are listening to the audio, um, you need to get on the live streams as well for when we go live because you get to ask your own questions of our awesome guests as uh, I Meditate was able to do today. Well, thanks again, Pat. Goodbye from Canada. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free 5-day money, marketing and mindset boost masterclass. 
go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. Yeah.